In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. You know, one of the problems we have with the men today is that they are confused. They don't know when they became a man. They don't know what a man is. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. From Men in the Arena, it's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army, we we salute salute you. you. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. This is Equipping Men in 10. I'm Jim Ramos, and I'm here with Dale Culver. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Hey, do you got a man law for me today? I do. I was thinking about this this morning, uh, about our circumstances in life, and sometimes you can uh, be frustrated with where you're at in life, and sometimes people have a tendency to blame their circumstances and others because of where they're at, and then, and ultimately, you got to look back at the choices you've made in life along the way, and it's ultimately yeah. on you. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I was on a hike yesterday, and I was thinking about, you know, everybody's a superstar. And they're going to be this wonderful hero of the universe. But then they get to 50 and uh, and they become the product of their choices and not their mouth and not their dreams. And I, I saw a, a friend of mine, a pastor friend of mine, posted something the other day and it said, did you have a five minutes today or did you have a bad day or just five bad minutes that you milked all day? Right. And it's that kind of thing. And so um, it's really easy to blame others for our life. But at the end of the day, it's our life. And so, hey, I want to jump into the meat of the podcast just processing our interview with Gordon Dalby in his book, Healing the Masculine Soul. You know, one of the problems we have with uh, uh, men today is that they are confused. They don't know when they became a man. They don't know what a man is. You know, women, on the other hand, it's pretty easy to know when a girl has transcended from childhood into womanhood, she gets her period. So how does a man know when he's become a man? Is it the ability to make a baby? Is it, you know, getting his first fight or drinking his first beer or shooting his first buck or, uh, you know, enlisting in the military or getting his driver's license? You know, what is it? And, uh, you know, one of the things that we did when our kids were younger, when our boys were 13 and 18, we did two rite of passages, one at 13, which was an initiation into manhood. And we had, I think you came to those. We gave the boys uh, gifts and we had men speak to them, write letters, and we prayed for them. And and then at 18, what we did is we did a thing called a mile in his shoes where I had uh, four or five mentors of each of my sons, uh, Bible study leaders, what have you, coaches, walk with them for a mile and just talk to them about predetermined topics. 
and then we had a gathering afterwards. But uh, one of the things that we did with my son Colton that was different, we did not do that with Colton. We actually uh, invited Colton to our men's retreat with several other senior in high school, seniors in high school, and our men initiated Colton into manhood, and it was very, very powerful. And so there are a lot of different things you can do, but I think a man has to, has to initiate a rite of passage with his son. And uh, Gordon Dalby in his book, uh, Healing the Master and Soul, chapter three to me in his book was the most powerful book. It was kind of a smorgasbord of topics. It's kind of random how he, he just kind of picked a topic and wrote on it, and there are like several chapters in the book, and they are all pretty random. But this one was really, really impressive. It's called Come Out, Son of Our People. And he tells a story of of the Igbo the Nigerian tribe called the Ebos, I-B-O-S, and their rite of passage. And in that book, uh, and, and t- t- speaking about that rite of passage, he writes, quote, Isn't it a mother's place to be safe from all things? Ah, but the call to manhood is an awesome thing, and no mother can protect her boy from it. And, and what he tells in this story is, in the Igbo tribe, the, the, a lot of the guys had multiple wives, and, and these women would have their children. The children would live in the hut with the mom. And the dad would live off in his own hut. So the dad lived over, over here, but the mom lived with the kids. And at a certain age that was predetermined by the tribe, all of the men in the village would gather, including the father, and they would go to the mother's house of the son and bang on the door with drums beat in the background. Bang, 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 bang. And the... the uh, the tribal priest would say, "Come out, O son of our people," and the mother would come to the door with the little, you know, the boy behind her, kind of hide behind her, and the priest would continue to chant this and continue to yell this with the men in the background saying, "Come out, O son of our people," until finally the boy, on his own, would step out from beyond his mother's dress or whatever and come out of the hut, and then the men would take this young boy. He'd be removed from the home, and he would train for two weeks. He'd be trained on uh, tasks familiar to men. He would be, during that time period, circumcised. He would be given a small house to live in. He would be given a gun, a piece of farmland, and a hoe to work the land. And and this is really interesting. I just thought it was interesting because it was the boy who had to come out from behind his mother. It was not the mother's job to push him out. It was the boy's choice to become a man, but the man initiated, the men initiated that event. And what I want to say is, men, we have to, in this confused day and age, we have to initiate our young sons into manhood, whether it be at 13 or 16 or 18. I, if I were to go back and do it again, I would not do two. I would do one. I would do one, either 16 or 18, one powerful, memorable night where my sons knew, hey, this happened and this was the night. And then from that day forth, the men of the church, the men of the community treated him differently. You have to, have to, have to, in this day and age, guys, have a rite of passage for your sons. Uh, a book I read years ago uh, that was very helpful and will still be helpful today is Robert Lewis's The Raising of a Modern Day Knight. So, guys, I would suggest you guys get on over there, pick up that book. Um, if if not, send me an email. I'd be more than willing to shoot you a rough agenda of our evening. But basically, man, figure it out. It, it's really not hard to do once you decide to do a rite of passage. 
The difficult part, guys, is determining, I am going to do this. And once you determine to do this, then you'll find a way to make it really meaningful for your son and his specific needs, guys. Hey, guys, I hope that was helpful for you today. Hey, head on over to our website. we got a brand new website. Super excited about it. We're still working out the kinks, but this thing is top-notch, meninarena.org. And grab a free electronic version of my bathroom book for men. When you do, we'll add you to our weekly equipping blast. It's, I mean, I had a guy reach out from a South Africa yesterday, last week, South Dakota. Uh, guys from all over the world are getting this thing, and it's, it's designed not to promote our ministry, but it's designed to promote our MVPs, the men in the arena like you who are getting it done. We want to help you become your best version, guys. And it, hey, and we're also in the middle of something called a 180 campaign. I'm raising $180,000 in 180 days, and I'm doing 180 workouts to remind myself to do this thing. And we are trying to eradicate male behavior in this society. We need to hire staff. We need to do some cool things. If you are interested, please reach out to me. I'd love to share with you uh, about our ministry. Uh, that 180000 is coming through face-to-face, one-on-one meetings. And so that's really what I want to do. I want to sit down with you guys and tell you about our ministry. And uh, guys, I don't know if you know that we freely offer this our, we freely offer many resources like this podcast, uh, all of our uh, study resources for military guys and uh, men in underdeveloped nations and missionaries. And guys, we really want to get these out into your hands. We're really excited about doing this for you. And we're able to do this freely because of a group of generous donors like you that support this crowdfunded ministry. Hey guys, until next time, feel the wet sound on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Have a rite of passage for your son. Grind it out and be a man. Equipping men in 10 from Men in the Arena. If you hunger to be your best version, join us with thousands of men from around the world in one of our Men in the Arena forums. Join the forums on either Facebook or on the website at meninthearena.org. While you're on our website, remember to pick up your free electronic version of Jim's bathroom book for men, The Field Guide. Thank you for listening to this episode of Equipping Men in 10 from Men in the Arena. Remember, when a man gets it, everyone wins. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men for around the world and find out the type of dad you are.